Hello, handsome dads. Welcome to Jack's Tap, episode 29, May 2nd, 2020. We've got another fantastic guest on the show today, a Chicago comedian, a good friend of mine, Chris Tranny. I would plug his different comedy dates and shows, but Comedy Live does not exist right now. So you'll just have to enjoy Chris Tranny on Jack's Tap. Just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be a lovely day. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm well. Holy shit, I look like crap. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Are those the uh, the famous post-it notes that you're bit about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People you? actually like when when they come over, they're like, "Holy shit, you really do have post-it notes!" Right. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Although it's on yeah. the it's on the closet door. You're right, right, right. You're embellishing a little bit. Oh, they're all over. It's gross. Oh, okay. Got it. Um. I've had people literally not see my act and then they see the post-its notes. It, no, they see the post-it notes first and first. they're like, what the hell? And then like I do stand up and they're like in the crowd, they're like a, they're like one of those rodents that like raises their head. Like, <laughs> like that's real. You know? Oh, he realizes it's insane too. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like when I meet a girl and she sees the post-its and then she sees my act, it's almost like I wrote the joke to CYA. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> you wanted to justify the post-it notes, so you're just yeah. like, ah, oh, shit, you probably think I'm weird. Let's come up with a quick five minutes about the post-its right. and say that they're weird. Five minutes? Who are you kidding? Do you know who you're talking to? You mean 30 seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I've never read five minutes on anything in my life. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. Anyone who says to you that they're loving quarantine or living their best life is a, a liar or or is probably good at self-care. <laughs> I, uh, I think I'm just so used to living alone and yeah. like doing nothing here in terms of like with other people that I like have an advantage, but it's got, yeah. it's, it's been old for the whole time because I don't, I'm not working like I said. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I do love, I love that I don't have to run out the door. Do you know what I'm like? I, I love yeah. them. Yeah. Like There's no rush for anything. Nothing. It, it, yeah, it must be what it's like to be a Latino. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Manana, manana. Yeah. You know? uh, okay. Un quarantine? Un quarantine? Un yeah. quarantine? A <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's like, we'll get to it when we get to it. You know? Yeah. But, uh, dude, it really is like, uh, no, the reason why I still can attest to like some struggles in that, like Tuesday night was a good, good example. Like work is just killing me. And then it's Tuesday night and it's poor. It's raining cats and dogs. Yeah. So it's dark and stormy and rainy and cold. Yeah. And I and I love walking. Like that's my out. That's like my outlet, especially yeah. during quarantine. Yeah. And like to not be able to. I, so I even tried. I still tried. I like. I like had an umbrella and bundled up and like miserable. I, yeah. I made it a block before turning around. You know. Right. So when like your release is 
going outside and you can't even do that. Yeah. Bueno. No bueno. So. I've got a backyard, sort of, but it's just like you can just sit down essentially outside, which I've never felt better doing that. Like the air feels like I'm getting like oxygen for the first time. I feel like you could make like a weird short film, like, you know, Jack's backyard, you know, <laughs> it's just like you doing different life functions, like, you know, and you could always escalate it. Like you start painting, you know, maybe like a, a puzzle, but then like you build a tent, but then like, you know, you deliver a baby, like a woman gives birth. You know? <laughs> hey man, I just got to get outside. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. These, you, know, like, you got the glove. Yeah. All these people keep showing up. It's like, well, I'd rather be outside. So I guess I'll help this <laughs> woman deliver her baby in my back here. Yeah. You're like, I'll do it. But on one condition, it's outside. It's an outdoor birth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then forget this home birth. Do Jack's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody's been there for weeks. It's incredibly clean. Now, is it sterile? You bet. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Head on over here. Yeah, I mean, I guess last night, you know, I was doing some weed whacking, but you're fine. <laughs> Every podcast I do on this day in history, so I talk about things that happened on this day. Oh. Yeah. I that's start, cool. I start the podcast with that stuff. So you want to go through it a little bit? Yeah, I would love to hear it. I All would right. love it. So I'm going to share the screen with you. Okay. Got it? Or, um, yeah, I, why am I looking at a photo of Osama bin Laden? <laughs> that was the last one I was looking at. Osama what? bin Laden, today in 2011, final strike right there. Oh, was he killed? Yeah, he was killed. Today's the day. Oh, today's Osama bin Laden in day. Osama bin Laden, the suspected mastermind behind the September 11 attacks and the FBI's most wanted man is killed by U.S. Special Forces in Abbottabad, Pakistan. I have a huge Abadabad. Abadabad, yes. Uh, the only reason why I can pronounce it is because I saw Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, you took the screen away, but wait a you minute. Want to see it again? Oh yeah, I, I want to see it all. I want to go through these. Uh, wait, right, that's right. not the only thing you do. No, right? no, no, no. I was just going to go back to that. Go ahead. What do you want? That actually would be a really funny podcast if you just like said something random like <laughs> today is. All right, guys, it's May 2nd. Uh, we killed him Osama bin Laden today. And uh, how are you today's, doing? Today's the day. Uh, welcome Wait, to Jack's Tap. Today, Osama bin Laden was killed. Fuck yeah, America. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, you could start every podcast and be like, hey, everyone, like uh, Jack here for Jack's Tap. It's been 3,288 <laughs> days since bin Laden. <laughs> People call in and they're like, uh, is, did you like lose your dad in 9 11? And you're like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you, aren't you like 25, right? Wouldn't that have made you in kindergarten when 9-11 happened? Yes. Yeah, they're like, it's not they're that like, significant for you. Yeah, what cultural significance? Is it? I just think it's a day we should all. <laughs> you know, I just, I did it on the first podcast and it created a tradition. It just uh, felt right. <laughs> I felt like I was breaking the hearts of all my fans, which. Uh, I love, I love how in that little bio, they say like suspected mastermind. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we the, better know it was him. We broke into that guy's house while he was eating cereal. Fucking crashed at a goddamn helicopter in his backyard. He's not did you ever, any birds. Did you ever see that Louis CK? He was on some couch one late night. And again, per all podcasting, I'm not endorsing Louis. I, of course, he's just yeah. a funny human he's, being he's on late night. 
he's a terrible person. Yeah, was. I admonish him, but also listen to what he said on late night. Um, <laughs> he was on late night once. He's like, you know, he was just standing there with like a bowl of cereal, like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, May 2nd. Yeah, yeah. Like all of a sudden he hears a banging of the doors and gunfires like yeah. <laughs> That fucking it sounds like a crazy mission. Do you remember it was like two helicopters went in, one of them crashed, and then the other one had to like come in and it was like that one crashed it was fuck. Well, and it was it was so insane because they had to yeah, they had to basically storm a storm a, a militarized home. Right. that they had no visibility on and on the yeah. inside. The most insane thing about that is that uh, Bin Laden's hideout was like a mile off of uh, the, the West Point of Pakistan. Like, oh, so like, he was in Pakistan, but he didn't go that far, huh? Yeah, he was in Pakistan, but like, and Pakistan claims that they had no knowledge that he right. was in there, and everyone's right. like, yes. <laughs> sure, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have Bin Laden. Yeah, what else happened on May 2nd? Plenty of stuff, my friend. All right. And so you just read this and you you riff on it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, who is that dude with the with the kerchief? The kerchief? That is uh, an Ethiopian emperor. Ethiopian emperor. Highly sorry. Cool. They flee to this man. Yeah, well, as you do. I mean, there's nothing going in. They have a lot of issues in Abyssinia. Well, and I hear the housing markets there is not great, and, and I hear their school district's gone down, and you know, yeah, the just, property rates. Right, right. I that, I think Whole Foods had a tough time getting in there. Yeah, uh, I thought it's they not funny, know. but just uh, Nazi Germany begins People's Court. You know that show, People's Court. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I used to watch that after school, like every day for like two years. I love <laughs> People's so- Court. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nazi Germany strikes up contract with Netflix. <laughs> Netflix for People's Court. It was on like the Chicago local station, like WGN or something like that. Like, uh, oh my God! Yeah, there's the judge weighing in, and <laughs> and Hitler's just like, I love People's Court. <laughs> you signed, you signed a list, and you left after six months. Yeah. We must create a superior <laughs> race and watch people scored. <laughs> and I will blame my neighbor for the issue of the tree that is on a conjoined property line. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's that heavy music, and then like there's yeah. a people's court between like Adolf and like you know <laughs> Neville Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> Adolf has a tree that's seventy five percent on his property, so he thought he could chop it down. Right. But Stalin came in and was like, hey, I wanted that tree, and it was on right, my right, property. Right. So he's yeah. suing for damages. Right, he's like, you can come and get it, just don't come in winter. <laughs> I kind of can't wait now for quarantine to end just because I have one idea for a premise uh, yeah. that I want to try on stage, which is, um, this is true, I went to watch a Netflix documentary about um, Holocaust camps, and you yeah. know how like it'll have like a quick blip, like a, a warning of like like mature because of like, this was like mature, like mm-hmm. violence, genocide, smoking. <laughs> I was like, can you imagine that American history teacher being like, I mean, I'd show it to the kids, but they make smoking look so good. <laughs> yeah. Next thing I know, there's going to be a bunch of them hanging out in 7-Eleven trying to get cigarettes from the 18-year-olds. 
They're like, yeah, I felt it wasn't good for the kids. They were all just smoking. You know, it's like, yeah. do I really want to set that example? Right. <laughs> yeah, what else oh, happened on May 2nd? There's always not, there's always World War II stuff. There's so yeah. much World War II stuff. Yeah, well, when it lasts for four years, you're going right. to cover. Every day is covered for a while. Every day is covered four times. Yeah. Uh, and that was, was, that was just four. Oh, wait, Ted Williams. I love baseball. Go back to Ted Williams. Okay. The lowest average. MLB player Ted Williams, the lowest average 308 in year, he hit over 400. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Oh, you mean it dipped down to the lowest average? Got oh, it. wow. Rough. His lowest average was 308. Dude, could you imagine being, I couldn't imagine being that good at anything. Yeah, but is that before black people started playing baseball? Uh, right. Yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Robinson came in what, late 40s? I I want to say the fifties. Fifties, yeah. And and uh, well, let's look it up. But it's like, yeah, it's like, dude. I mean, I don't know. The, the I like Ted Williams for how good he was, but he oh, was yeah. also a huge a hole. Yeah, what a! I never heard uh, that. Yeah, so there's a documentary about him on Netflix, um, and it's so good, except he smokes in it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. My bad. He only played for 10 in 1947 and 1956. So my bad, my bad. Jackie. Okay. The late forties, late forties. Yeah. But, um, and even I then you only got the one. So yeah. yeah. Ted, no, Ted Williams was great. It's just great. sad when you hear like, clearly he had anger. Like he would like fly off the handle at like his really? kids. <laughs> yeah. Like in retire, like you're a retired millionaire. Yeah. And yeah, it's but I've always wanted to watch the Ted Williams documentary, but I've heard that he beats the kids, you know, he hits the wife, and then he goes and he has a glass of whiskey afterwards. I'm just like, not for yeah, me. whiskey. That's not appropriate. <laughs> That's not appropriate. I'm trying to learn about Ted, not be influenced. Right, 100%. So, all right. Um, cool. What else happened May 2nd? This is just going to be the whole thing, is now I'm, I'm dying to <laughs> any uh, May 2nd. In all the right. History. So, the right stuff. This oh. is when the Battle of Berlin ended. The Soviet army takes over Berlin and General Weidling, Weidling surrenders. Probably Biden. Look at that photo. Wow. That place looks fucking destroyed. Dude, that's insane. The, the, only, the only reason why, don't you wish that like some of those cities had been pre preserved that way? Like they had a left one city ruined so we could just like walk they through They just it decided now. not to rebuild it. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we're gonna rebuild it, but like over here. But like, right, right. right. Uh, it almost just, like a public museum. Like, a, yeah, every, every museum is public, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah an, out, an outdoor museum. Well, I I beg to differ. I'm sure the rich and famous have some eyes wide shut museums. That yeah, are very private. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just all cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, or like, <laughs> this is the cock holster that I put on the chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never said that sentence before in my life. <laughs> it's always a first on Jack's dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This uh, this next one takes a bit of a turn, and I honestly I don't think I remember this, but I was three years old at the time. It's a story about Eddie Murphy. Can you guess? In 1997, a story about Eddie Murphy that's not so interesting. Positive. Interesting. Well, you know, that's the thing. Is like. Nobody's perfect. Well, there's Speaking that. Speaking of. DT. Good old Separate Donald. By the way, I, uh, I figured out a way to uh, save on toilet paper. Yeah, what's that? 
Uh, I quit drinking disinfectant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. a bum. We'll just start using the Clorox wipes for your butt. And that'll right, right, it. right. And then the Clorox will go through your butt into the infected oh. area and just kind of <sighs> do a nice cleaning. Aren't we glad he didn't say anything like that? Oh my God. Yeah, that's good. You know. Well, and the only thing that could be worse than that is if he was sarcastically joking about it, you know, in times of pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I love how, like, the president of the United States in a global pandemic is being sarcastic. Right? It's like, well, first of all, let's just get the fact out that even though you didn't straight up say, hey, you should yeah. drink bleach, it'll help you heal from this. Yeah. If you're Barack Obama was never like, what? Should have, uh, boys. Yeah. yeah. It's like you never even came close to that. And then your defense against me is like, I was kidding. You guys are so fucking annoying. Well, the other thing, the, my my biggest problem with that too is like, dude, if if you're being sorry, your delivery is terrible. Right. <laughs> and he's a he's an objectively funny guy. So yeah, that's on him. You should yeah. be able to I just want to be like, dude, well. your your delivery, like if that's sarcasm, like on. Yeah. And you're right. right. Could you imagine if Obama was like, uh, I was uh, being uh, sarcastic, you know? Yeah. Um, although you're the uh, you're the Obama. Yeah. You're the guy. I think Obama would say, uh, I, was, I was being facetious. You know, facetious. I was, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and I, I said to Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I talked to the experts, uh, they, they yeah. told me about Lysol. Clorox, putting it in your body. Yeah, dude, it's just like, he's being sincere. That's the worst part. He was being sincere at the I time. Because he, he'll ramble for just as long as he fucking can. I think yeah. he got caught in one of those because he started talking about that UV ray treatment, which I looked it up. It's actually real. There's a thing where like, you can fuck around with lights and like UV rays, rays down into the lungs and it like kills like bacteria that are he was riffing bro he was don't riffing even. he was riffing with like such a significant like don't even you know? try and defend it. <laughs> oh. like like uh, i need him like like he's it's two in the morning and but, he's on snopes.com trying to come up with cures <laughs> so he can riff at the 5 p.m press reading no, he was riffing and it was a it was not a smart comment but like he uh, could have a day later spoken to some people and been like, oh shit, I actually was kind of close. Okay, let's go that <laughs> route and say that's what I was saying and be like, no, 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 let's talk about these treatments and yeah. there's this thing. Instead, he was yes. like, it was a fucking joke. Yes, like he could have been like, I apologize. Yeah, he kind of I... walked into a situation where he could have seemed smart, but instead he was just like, nah, yeah. I was fucking kidding. It, it, a team of people had relayed to me about some studies that right. have, and I, I made the mistake of discussing that in an open forum. Yeah. Yeah, right. it would have been, yeah, any kind of, but contrition from this, anyway, I feel right. like we've just turned yeah. into like a, a Moderates of America podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie Murphy. Yes. 1997. The police arrest a transsexual prostitute at a Sony, I don't know, with Eddie Murphy. Had you ever heard of that story? What? He was apparently with a transsexual prostitute, and they arrested. I don't know. I don't know if they arrested him too. Eddie Murphy with a transsexual prostitute. Right. 
You know, it, it's funny that you mentioned this. Do you follow? She's absolutely beautiful. Um, my God, she was the, the female lead in a lot of the Austin Powers movies in the first one. Elizabeth Hurley? Yes. So you know, what's funny is that also literally came out today, May shut, 2nd. Shut the front door. Did uh, you see Hugh how Grant, quick that was? Hugh Grant got caught with uh, a prostitute on May 2nd as well. No way. Were they all together? No, 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 no. I no. Wait, what came out today? What did you say came out? <laughs> Austin Powers. Uh, shut up! It did not, did it? Yes, I did. Look, here's this. You see me? <gasps> 1997. Bingo. And who's the look? Elizabeth Hurley could not be the most famous person. Like they should have shown a photo of Mike Myers, but how about that? Dude, Elizabeth Hurley. I did not show me Elizabeth Hurley though. I'm in love with her. Uh, I, I actually had a fantasy yesterday that she would discover me and, and be like, oh my God, you're, you're short, cute, and funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of Austin. And then, and then I was like, wait a minute. She's uh, tall, attractive, and a millionaire. Nah. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, like, my, bro my brothers would be like, literally, like, what does she see in you? Like, yeah. What? I love <laughs> You have nothing to offer her. I like how you even got to the point where there were hurdles. It's like, it's you're not even going to meet the woman, let alone have her yeah. meet you and just be like, well, I would, but, you know, yeah. you're, a little, you're a little broke. I'd be like, Elizabeth, I literally have thousands of dollars to offer you. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, she's like, oh, hundreds of thousands? Not quite. <laughs> yeah. Also, fun fact, Eddie Murphy was arrested with a prostitute on the same day of Awesome as your out. movie came out yeah. you know i've never been one of those like it's all connected guys but maybe that's yeah i think it's about um, um but so the reason why i brought her up is because she was dating hugh grant and he must have been in la for shooting a movie or a press junket or whatever and got caught hugh grant got caught with a prostitute in a car while he was dating elizabeth what an idiot I know. I'll, uh, I'll like never forgive him for it. And, and you um, would never, you would never do that if you were dating Melissa, right? No. no. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I also couldn't afford it. I only have thousands right. of dollars. You, you, you used all your thousands on Elizabeth's love, and now you're yeah. a little I'm cash a thousand air. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I give her a ring, but I'm like, uh, can you pay for the Uber home? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you sure? Like, you sure you got? Money, like, it's okay. I can pay for stuff. I'm actually really well off. You're like, I have a thousand dollars. Excuse me, sir. You just keep walking around to every place, but having her pay for it, just being like, yeah, yeah, I got the next one. I have a thousand dollars. I have a few thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, if you look in this shoebox, <laughs> underneath a stack of post-its, and don't read those, <laughs> I've right, got, right, I got right. a stand-up joke about it. It's, uh, I, I'm aware. They're like, uh, why am I fishing through like a bunch of $1 bills and post-it notes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, wow. Hugh Grant, what a piece of shit, man. I know, I, and it's funny. It's like, dude, you're Hugh Grant, by the way. Did it, right. does anyone not talk about like yeah. Eddie Murphy, Hugh Grant? What you don't need a prostitute. Like, is that one of those things where like a CEO of a company will hire like a dominatrix because it's like the only person that's telling them what to do? You know? Ooh, I've never heard so, that like, theory. Hugh Grant 
gets any woman he wants. He's dating Elizabeth Hurley, and he's just like, I want what I can't have. Let me get a prostitute. I wonder if there's also like a fame aspect to it too, because like, I think, uh, hear me out, because Lord knows I'm not rich and certainly only have a thousand dollars. Yeah, tell me how you relate to Hugh Grant's issues. But no, like think about it, like I think maybe it's the fame thing, because from an anonymity perspective. Oh, you, because if you pay them, they won't tell them. Right, it's their job. And right. they're probably like, I don't even know who the hell you are. I don't care, you're some movie star kind of true like nowadays like uh right. you know, julian edelman i the amount of times he's been caught like asleep in a bed with some random woman and they're just like i fucked julian edelman it's like no i think you're talking about gronk you're talking about that uh you're talking about gronk aren't you there was like there's a uh a fan... for sure done that i'm sure too but i i think jules is oh really edelman Go ahead. yeah how do, how do i even look that up edelman yeah. <laughs> Women bragging about banging him. <laughs> Let me know what you find. I do know there was on Instagram, this girl posted a photo of Gronk was asleep next to her. And she did post something like, I, Dude, I did. Oh, shoot. Okay, yeah. then I was thinking of Gronk. I don't know why. Oh, you're, you're right. Yeah. And then didn't, she deleted that or something, right? Probably, or, yeah. But there's I love how, like, plenty of copies of it. Yeah, I love how later, like the, uh, uh, the, the, I love how later the club where she met him was like, we do not condone this behavior. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're a club. You literally yeah. condone this behavior. Right. Right. <laughs> um, what else happened May 2nd? All right. I got one more thing or two more things. I feel like you, do, I think you got a bunch more things. This is well, May 2nd, baby. We could keep fucking going, honestly. Yeah. All right, so Eddie Murphy, tough break. But in 2000, John Elway retires. Um, in okay. 2000, Bill Clinton announces that GPS access will no longer just be restricted to the Army and the military. What's that? Say that? Oh, GPS will no yes. longer be <gasps> How long wow. did we have GPS before we got Wow. Wow. Uh, well, and then thus ended all of our privacy and yeah. all that crap, you know? 1973, it says GPS was. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Well, there you go. So it was around for a long fucking time. Okay. And then um, we've got my favorite Iron Man. So Iron Man 1 came out today. First Marvel movie of all of them. Robert Downey, got your boy Stan Lee, John Favreau was the director in that one. You a Marvel guy? Yeah, I mean, who isn't? Um, yeah. Who's your favorite? I, will, and, I mean, well, like, I, I'd take them for what they are. They're just fun popcorn yeah. movies. They're great yeah. for quarantine time right now. Um, I got to admit, though, I will always have a soft spot for that initial Iron Man. I felt yeah. like like an actual action movie that was fun and yeah well like, when it was first those iron mans it wasn't so much like the disney family the corniness and all that it was like a legitimately good movie at least that very first one yeah um, i mean it's still a marvel movie so they're going for action and yeah. explosion and yeah it was, I thought it was like, and, and the movie struck a lot of good tones and cool stuff too in that like, 
you know, at the end, like he's getting coached by the FBI and they're like, so you're not Iron Man. Like you're not a, you know, you're just a billionaire and da, da, da. And he just goes out there and he's like, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, and that, that's like the beginning. I love how Marvel does that at the end of all the movies where they'll have like a thing to the next one. And I remember it was like the Incredible Hulk, you know? But then they had, was that originally like Eric Bana? Remember Ooh. that? There was one Hulk movie and I think it was Eric Bana who played him and then it didn't go well. So then they got Mark Ruffalo. Or no, they also had Edward Norton. Yes, I was going to say, I know the Edward Norton one was kind of a flop. Yeah. Let me look up. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, man. I mean, no, Marvel's good. I have to admit, don't you think one of the single greatest castings ever was, because you literally then are able to build a franchise. One of the single greatest castings is Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like, he just finished his bat, and he started in 2008. Yeah. So that well, was that's 12 insane. years, and they made... I don't know how much Billions. money off of Marvel in total. Yeah. yeah. And Billions. if they start, so look, 2003, there was Hulk with Eric Bana, Jennifer yeah. Connelly, and Sam Elliott. Yeah. And they tried to get him awake with Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, and Tim Roth. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know when Mark Ruffalo started, but obviously after that. So they obviously yeah. were trying with Hulk yeah. first. And it just didn't take off with either of yeah. them. So then they're like, "Yeah, thank God for Robert Downey Jr." And I also think, though, in looking back, the Hulk is the wrong tone for I think a superhero movie because everyone, I don't think anyone's amped to see just like a big angry dude yelling and and right. exploding. Right. I they're amped like. Iron Man was the perfect tool to build a franchise around, like a uh, 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 playboy billionaire genius, yeah. you know, with uh, unlimited resources and cool gadget, and and his vibe is everything. Like the, it's it's not so much the suit; the, the suit is cool. It's do you know what I, it's that Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. cocky no, shit, like a playboy, yeah. cocky, sarcastic, yeah, yep. pretty much just an exaggerated Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he, I mean, to, to have his wit throughout was, like, the the best The best times are when he's on screen, like, being funny and yeah. cracking jokes, you know? Yeah, um, so I, yeah never, I just thought it was a perfect reboot. I never understood why Captain Marvel, I guess Captain Marvel isn't, like, as popular, but she's supposed to be the most powerful of every single, like, more than Hulk, more than Thor. Really? And she gets, like, a shitty movie at the end to yeah. just kind of have people understand who she is when she comes in and like is this badass in the last two marvel movies it's like if you have the most significant character i feel like it could be part of it longer yeah i i get what you're saying but i also remember like at, at least as like just a casual marvel fan like when you're building they they, they kind of effed up in that like you release um you know because there's a two-parter at the end it was like it was like was it infinity war which one was the first one where thanos kills half the population yeah is that infinity, infinity war right because then end game is the very last one. Oh, so end games yeah so you don't release uh infinity war then come out with like a captain marvel movie right <laughs> and then like the captain marvel movie should have maybe been dipped at the end like oh here's a side story or something you know what i'm saying like yeah here's some more marvel to wet your whistle the following summer right but like 
to then do like, cause I was, I remember even as a viewer being like, so it's not really about this great saga that's going on right now. It's kind of like an aside story. Ah, well then I don't really care, you know? Well, and it's like the origin of the Avengers. And it's like, why would you right before the ending of this, go back to the origin, either do the origin much earlier or like later on have an origin story yep. after it's all over. Well, you know, it turns out the joke's on us, and I don't know what I'm talking about because it made $1.1 billion. <laughs> Which one? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel made a billion? I'm looking at boxofficemojo.com. No Captain fucking Marvel. way. Yep. Wow. Yep. Well, but you know what, though? This plays into, like, I've read this before. I mean, this has been the thing with now, like, cinema for a couple of decades now in that, like, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't matter the caliber of the movie. I haven't seen it. I'm not yeah. talking trash. But like, I've read this in articles where the journalist is saying, like a box office journalist who knows, sometimes it doesn't matter the caliber of the movie. It's if you have a wide enough distribution, yeah. just by law of numbers, like releasing a movie in Japan, China, India, England, United States, it just, yeah. you can, someone even, I remember reading this article that like, sometimes you could, pick up the biggest steaming pile of crap and ship it around the world, but right. with enough eyeballs. Not saying that it's a bad movie. This is not a take on that, but like, well, sometimes, sometimes fast, what's that? Go ahead. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Terrible movies. Great example. High action, great special effects. They've made nine of them and they make more and more money every time. Yeah. Because of that global distribution. So that's a good yeah. Thing. Well, and it's also sort of like, I've seen, in articles they write like while it didn't perform as well as they wanted domestically they'll recoup their money on the international market and it's right. like right it's it's kind of fascinating i am a bit of i'm a i'm a micro box office nerd i have no qualms talking box office i just well, do you do you know about how like we like hollywood will make separate versions of the movie for different countries based off of like what they like, it was one of the Avenger movies, I think, they had a scene, some recent movie that's like Avengers-esque, had a scene where two girls kiss or two guys kiss, and then they just took it out. <laughs> they cut it for the, uh, yeah. for the, oh, that's funny. Like, every other thing. It's like, we I didn't, get rid of our morals right then, because nobody. So, I don't believe in sort of, like, editing. I believe a final cut should be a final cut. There should be, like, a final cut and then, like, a director's cut. Yeah. So, I don't believe in sort of, like, chopping it up for, for certain nations. But um, I have seen instances, like, if you watch, did you ever see, it was actually a good movie. Um, did you ever see uh, The Martian? Matt Damon. Oh, with Matt Damon, no, I didn't. Oh, dude, watch it today. That's that's yeah. a fun, like, blockbuster, fun movie. I think that made several hundred million, too. But um, they go out of their way somewhat differently. They divert from the uh, book, I believe. But they go out of their way to uh, pander to China. Yeah. Uh, the United States needs a rocket, and they go to China to, like, make sure, you know, like... Yeah. Mother China, could we please get a giant right. missile? And they're like, okay, to help America, we will. And it's yeah. like, right. It's like, and they have like a five minute exchange, like, because you are our allies and because we love yes. you so much, yes. we are paying yes. you great tribute. Yeah, they're all like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, thank God for China. You know? Which like, in reality, we don't have jets to take us to space right now, like for our shuttles, and we use Russia. 
Yeah, God forbid yeah. we suck their dick a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's and it's sort of like, well, where are all the people? Okay. And I have to wonder, like, and I are Chinese citizens? Maybe do they? Do you think they eat it up? Do you know, like, like Marvel movies? No, like that scene where like America has to go ask them for oh. a rocket. Do you think they're sitting there with their popcorn, like, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking right, you need us. I bet there's, I bet there's plenty of people who understand what's happening, and then there's other yeah. people that are just like, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's China. probably plenty of people who are like, oh, that's cool, whatever. Right. Yeah, you know. just like, oh, we should get to the part yeah. where it's on Mars. Yeah. Do you think the opposite, though? Like, do you think New Yorkers, because, like, every action movie is in New York, every end-of-the-world movie is in New York. Do you right. think New Yorkers must be so over all of that? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like the Empire State Building getting destroyed for the 20th time. Right. right. I, I think the only way it would be cool is, like, I don't know, I'm a Chicago, and I still geek out, like, when I see Chicago and, like, The Dark Knight Rises, I right. still geek out of, or, over that, you know? Yeah. Although oh. Dark Knight Rises is Pittsburgh, Chicago is Batman Begins, and Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, the yeah. Dark Knight. Dark that, Knight. Dark that Dark Knight scene where they're underneath, they're in Lower Wacker, and the such a fucking awesome scene. Um, all of it, like uh, all of it, like um, yeah. all of the mayor's office buildings and yeah. his penthouse and his mansion, all of yeah. that is down along the Chicago River. That is yeah, like the heart of downtown Chicago. It's yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so. Oh, did we ever figure out why Eddie Murphy was with a prostitute? No. No. I mean, that's 97. He's in the thick of being the most famous person in comedy. So he's what just, I feel like those people just kind of, they want to do something that they're not allowed to do because they're allowed to do everything. That yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. But I also think, like, I have a theory, like, there's a, I wonder if it's also again like sort of about yeah like he wants the privacy of it all yeah. like he wants to not he wants to kind of just be able to go let his freak flag fly and hope that nobody finds it I guess how did they catch him like how did they you know what so I'm saying was, like said it was just in a car what's wow. up with meeting prostitutes in a car yeah that feels very open yeah I mean these guys are so rich they could like get, get a, a hotel what yeah. do you do it yeah, that's wild. Oh, The Rock. 1972. What did he do? No, it's his birthday. The Rock's birthday? Yeah. May 2nd. Dude, you want to talk about like a guy who went from nothing to everything. Well, that's he even wasn't liked when he started in WWE. Really? He wasn't a heel. He was trying to be this, um, what is he, Filipino? or like, He was trying to be like an Islander. Yeah. And playing this, like, this, like, I think likable character at first. Yeah. And nobody was going for it and people didn't like him. And then he started going full heel and being like, you know, can you smell what the rock is cooking and, yeah. you know, all that. And then he became. You know, it's funny. It's just coincidentally, maybe the universe is connected. I was watching Mad Men the other day and a character calls Don Draper a heel. So I go down the rabbit hole of looking up the definition of heel as a character, yeah. and it's totally rooted in wrestling. So it's 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 interesting to hear you say, like, tell me, like, what what does heel mean to you? Because I also still thought that 
even though he was the rock i thought people ate up that do smell what the rock is cooking i did yeah. i would have thought of him as a as a heel wrestling is the best place to be a heel because like that's where they like it. it's like a person that is unlikable um yeah so what's the opposite of a heel what do they call oh or face so you're either a heel or you're a face really? face is like you're a likable character a wow. heel is you're a not likable character but i feel like a lot of the most famous wrestlers of all time were heels like the rock um stone cold steve austin hulk hogan became a heel I'm not even a wrestling fan, but do you remember there was like, he started out as a face. Everybody loved him as the most famous. And then he joined this like team of heels and they became, uh, fuck, what did they become? It was like the, I'm trying to think of like the bad boy Pistons. Wow. This is, I wonder if anyone ever watches this and they're just going to be like, yeah, it's just two, two guys uh, Googling shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit some shit. <laughs> yeah, they just Google shit. And someone who's like a big fan of wrestling would know the answers long before us. It's the Bash at the Beach. So it took place July 7th, 1996 in Daytona, wow. Florida. It's best remembered for Hulk, Hulk Hogan's heel turn and the formation of the New World Order. The New World Order, uh, which contributed greatly to the success of uh, wrestling in the mid to late 1990s. Wow. So he joins these fucking guys. Interesting. Yeah. No kidding. And they became like the most unstoppable, you know, team yeah. in WWE. Yeah. I mean, the 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 Hulk Hogan was a he, he was a face. Right. Right. And then that's his heel turn. So he turned yeah. into like a shoe. Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, and then he was a real heel when he would you know have sex with people and say the n word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he's, a, so he's a face on television. He's a heel in real life. Right. He was a face, and then he went blackface, so he became a heel. <laughs> I mean, he went, from, he went from being a face to an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so there's this rapper named Sharkula and Jamstein. We could, like, watch. Name what? What's Char his name? Sharkula. Sharkula? Okay, and what's, what's going on with Sharkula? <laughs> he's a, like a homeless Chicago guy who does like rap, and he's like a cult classic from, I think, a, more like 10 years ago, but apparently he hangs out at like Coles a lot, and I, so I ran into him, I met this guy at a Burger King yeah. by, North, by Northwestern, Yeah. and I go to sit down at a booth, and I'm in, a gra I'm in gray sweatpants and a gray hoodie. Yeah, I had, I had dog poop bags, like empty ones, and that. But I was walking dogs at the time. Yeah, and I'm eating at a Burger King, and I sit at a booth, and then this guy just fucking arises from the booth across from me, and he just looks at me, and it's this, it's this black homeless guy who looks fucking terrible, and I'm just like, okay, and he says, "You look like a pedophile," yeah. and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "You look like a pedophile," and I'm like, "Okay," and I try to just <laughs> ignore him. And then he like comes and sits across from me. And uh -huh. then it's like, you're not actually a pedophile, man. I'm just saying they're everywhere. Like I just I'm saw just saying you look like one. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, cool. Um, no, I'm saying you're not, but yeah, but you got the vibe. Yeah. Um, but you got the face. And you got a, you got a face for radio and pedophilia. <laughs> 
And then he sits down next to me and I was like, fuck it, let's get some material out of this. And he was like asking about me and he was like, so are you a professor at Northwestern? And granted, I'm in gray everything, sweatpants, I got dog poop bags and like shitty ASICs on, I'm eating at Burger King. And he thinks I'm a professor at Northwestern. I was 22, 23, right after college. And I was like, nope, I, uh, I'm a dog walker. That's why I got the bags. He's just like, oh, what did you study? And I said, environmental management. And then he's like, oh, that makes total sense. And I thought he was being an asshole. But then he yeah. says, like, dogs are great for the environment. Whenever I had a dog, I just let him poop wherever. It's supposed to be great for the fertilization. I'm like, no, you're supposed to legally, you know, I didn't say it, but I was like, you're supposed to legally pick it up because it have like E. coli and shit like that. It's not good for the environment. Yeah. Um, and then he said his real passion is he's a hip hop artist named Sharkula and he wants to sell me his mixtape. And then he pulls out, go ahead. Rule number one, never buy a mixtape. There's a reason why it's a mixtape. This makes me very sad, Jack. I bought it. <laughs> I bought it for $5. Uh, he essentially, oh I was like, how much is it? He's just like, what do you want to pay? I was like, I, I don't have some. a lot of sympathy for you, bro. No, I was like, all right, this album is going to be insane. And it, and it fucking was. Now, is this, uh, are you able to edit your video? So the podcast will include this video? Yeah. Cool. Good, good on you, bro. So you're basically recording this Zoom call. Right. I normally do it. I normally do it here, obviously, but Zoom has been pretty easy. The quality of it isn't perfect, but it's good enough. Oh, my God. Talk right. about Zoom creep productions. Here we go. Yeah, there you go. All right, you ready? Dude, the universe is connected. The reason I'm original is because my influences is life, not other people's art. I don't like anyone giving me ideas for my my world. Yeah. Alright, so it says uh so this is basically like it was a documentary about him, Chocula, yeah. Diarrhea of a Madman. And it says takes viewers on a turbulent tour inside the life and mind of local cult rapper Brian Wharton. Can we just pause for a second? Gorton. I am always impressed when uh low grade art spells diarrhea correctly. Right. He will mention it. diarrhea a lot. So okay, so he's familiar with the term. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten very familiar. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Fuck, I talked about this before. A bullying heir to the late Wesley Willis. I forget what that means, but whatever. Uh, as the holy fool of Chicago's underground music scene, so he's kind of taking pride in being the fool of Chicago's underground music scene. <laughs> A documentary that eschews a pretense of objectivity and instead celebrates his irrepressible spirit and boundless energy. Oh, God. These are way too big of words to be describing Sharkula. No kidding. 
Uh, it's tough to respect a rapper name, uh, you know, who sounds like Chocula. Right. You know? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I got to admit, I mean, some of that dancing was cool as hell. I couldn't dance like that. I, I'll never take talent away from anyone, but I, right. it's tough for me to get behind anyone named Sharkula. Well, you're a great guy, Chris. I would say things away with by any means necessary. I saw him on the streets. He just got kicked out of a circuit city because he was dubbing <laughs> his tapes on their tape decks. If you want to do it your way, you you, you do it yourself. That's really just like... Yeah, so hold on, I... Uh, That's funny. I found the album. That's funny. He just was copying their, his tapes on their tape deck. It's really <laughs> just... It's amazing. Uh, and on it... Yeah. Was that his number? I could call him. Also, Sharkula.com. Oh my god. Sharkula.com, is it a thing? Come on. Sharkula.com. Oh, it's still a thing. Is Spotify, it? even. Holy cow. He's on Twitter. <laughs> I love how, like, his Twitter, everything just links to an. Another thing. Oh my God! He put his phone number on his Twitter name: seven seven three six four seven four nine nine five. Oh, I'm gonna put it up here. Everything just links everything around. Right. Cool Keith featuring Sharkula. <laughs> his EP "Salads Are Tasty," and he's literally just standing in front of a jewel salad bar. I can't even. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. This yeah. is all kind of amazing. Should we finish this? Yeah, 100%. Letting whatever is in his mind come out, which is rare. Like, most people wouldn't do that. It's brand new. No, it's brand old. No, it's never sold. Say anything that comes to the mind patrol. Mentally, I'm gone. On the microphone, it's not dawn to dust. I dated a girl named Dawn. I have a friend He's, he's a space rapper. You know, he's more of a cool kid school kind of a guy. Stream of consciousness, freestyle, diarrhea. <laughs> There's our word again. Everybody's a, everybody's bad. He's like an old... Um, oh my god, you gotta love it when they drop diarrhea into everything. He's, he's a star here because if you're in the scene, if you do music, you know who he is. And if you don't, that just shows how disgraceful you are. It's kind of art. He's like art. We got him. You know he's. Say it again. We got it. I can't anymore on this man. I can't. Okay. I can't. I mean, it's like, it's just like okay. Like, where does it? Hopefully, that's not like me and my comedy in ten years. <laughs> yeah, but there's cool. a song where uh, Jams Dean is this guy that he does music with, right? And he's actually a decent rapper. Uh -huh. He's clearly got like the studio and stuff. Yeah. And so Jams, they do a free, this whole album is freestyle. They didn't write a word before it. Yeah. And at the beginning of each track, they talk about what they're going to rap about too. They're kind of like, all right, what should this song be? Right. And so Jams Dean goes like, this, let's make this song about love and pain and like emotion. And then uh, Shark was like, oh, okay. And then he starts and he says, Fuck Facebook, I'll break your face. And then, and he's like, I'm not a violent person. I just 
you know, uh, one of the say, fuck Facebook, I'll break your face. And it's like, yeah. this is literally supposed to be moments ago, you just said it's going to be a song about love and pain and emotion. Uh, yeah. And he says, fuck Facebook, I'll break your face. Uh, yeah. It's like the guy saying one love and then you find out they're an a hole, you know. <laughs> so they, you find out they're a heel. Good. Brought that full circle. That well, is. cool, man. So, what's going on with the rest of your day, your week? I uh, I've been playing Madden and Age of Mythology, a couple of throwback video games. You ever heard of Aging Age of Mythology? Mythology? Age, what is that? Age of Mythology. Oh, Age of Mythology. What yeah. What's the objective of of that? It's like following a bunch of different like heroes that are Greek, Norse, and Egyptian, and yeah. that's associated with it, mythology that's associated with it. You just kind of do like a campaign where you're trying to beat this giant cyclops who's helping gods that you're not about, but the gods that you're like, you know, it's a real dumb yeah. game. Yeah, no, no, Jack, we, we, we get it. <laughs> you're going to be alone playing with <laughs> Greek gods for the rest of the day. Cool, good podcast. <laughs> yeah. at, least no, I don't cool. have, at least I don't have post-its up on my fucking wall. <laughs> Dude, I'm such a dinosaur. I have post-its on my walls. Yeah. I have an Xbox 360 from like 2006. Yeah. I last night I was playing like Call of Duty circa 2006. Yeah. Like, it's bad. Is there anybody even on that anymore? No. <laughs> no. It's like me just. You're in an online game, just running around in circles. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm the digital version of one of those Japanese World War II soldiers who's on an island who thinks the war is still going. <laughs> like, is anyone on? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you get an Xbox One. Yeah, I okay. So this is the question: If and when I upgrade, because every yeah. time I go to upgrade, I'm like, I'm it's fine. What do I? Do I go PS4 or do I go Xbox? I've heard the PS4 is better, but I'm an Xbox guy, so I've just had it. Like, apparently, PS2 is better than um, Xbox. Xbox okay. 360 was better than PS3, but PS4 is better than Xbox One. That's what... PS4 I, is better than Xbox One. I've heard that, but I've got an Xbox One and it's fucking awesome. I did hear that the Spider-Man game was dope, but now I hear nothing about it anymore. I hear nothing about the Spider-Man. I hear PS4, Spider-Man... They it's also have MLB The Show, Ooh. if you're into that, which it does look fucking awesome, and Xbox doesn't have it. Oh, well, then that, honestly, that I it didn't even occur to me. PS4, The Show, ooh, that could be, I mean, because I'm at a point, dude, I don't know what happened to me in the past year. Like, I used to not be in a professional sports, and I don't know what, I, like, got back in a big way. Like, Was it the most loose? Oh, 100% the Blues. Like, yeah. growing up there and seeing, um, you know, seeing that team lose in the postseason year after year and then seeing them come back. Cardinals had a great year. And I think also it was just like real. I used to be one of those guys who was like, I don't want to see millionaires play with the ball. Oh. Uh, but then I actually realized, like, there's a flip side to this too. Yes, you're overpaying. The GM is just as much a part of the winning and losing as anyone. Like, yeah. can you imagine being a GM? Like, okay, I could sign this guy to $100 million, and he could be dog shit. And then it's your job. That, that's your job. That, that player is going to get paid that $100 million, whether or not it's by you or you trade him or something like that. But yeah, that like GM, the, if they have, like, one or two failed big contracts, they're done. 
Yep. Like, dude, I like imagine like Cardinals signed Dexter Fowler from the Cubs. Cubs won the World Series right. in 2016. Um, Cardinals then signed Dexter Fowler for some like five year, eighty million dollar yeah. thing. Right. He's like injured. He sucked his first year. He's injured his second. Did yeah. nah the third? Like he did fine the third, but yeah. it's like he wasn't anything like what he was on the Cubs. He's just got his albatross sitting around and and so it's funny the money actually brought me back into the sports where i was like this is bananas you know like like huge shane lewis cardinals fan love albert pujols you know and just seeing like what they're saying like anaheim has got this guy around a a 10 year those never those never work no unless you win with the person like no. Really early on? No. You sign a guy to 10 years when they're 27. I think, like, yeah. and the guy's got to play into their late 30s, and in his case, he's going to play to, like, 40. Yeah. So that, like, that would be better than what they did with Pujols because they got Pujols at the end of his prime and yeah. still paid him for 10 years. Yeah. It was like, you guys realize he's kind of done the best he's going to do. Yep. His best years are behind him. And yeah. then, uh, and then the, there's another X factor around Pujols that a lot of people don't know. Uh, he may not be the age that he claims to be, and yeah. so yeah, and he so he would be older. He'd be older, yeah. And there's an interesting video I, uh, on a YouTube channel. I think it's um, I forget the uh, the baseball uh, channel. I think it's called Laughing Baseball or something. But it's a YouTube channel, and they investigate like his age and. Like, because think if he's even older than he is, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, he's just slow as dirt. He's, like, the slowest player in right. MLB to make it to first base. Like, yeah. it's it's just wild. I mean, if I was the GM of Anaheim, I don't know if I uh, – I think the problem, too, is, like, a, a seven-year contract for that guy would have been great. Would have yeah. been great. You know, hang it up. But, no, nah, man, he's – I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The guy's – worth more money than I can imagine. And he got the World Series in St. Louis. So he kind of was a, like, that's what I think would be the ideal. Well, the ideal career is Tom Brady or Michael Jordan. But if you could win your championships right away and then just be like, fuck it, now let's go get paid, why not? So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. What are you, I love how this podcast went from like loopy zany to like May 2nd facts to like now. Now, it's basically a sports talk. All in an episode of Jack's Tap. But I do want to ask you this. I'm really – what are your thoughts? I'm actually excited, and I'm not an NFL guy at all. I am a dilettante in the world of football. But um, what are your – but I am excited about these uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, are you excited? They seem legit. The problem is when these teams – when you create a super team – and a big component of it is these players that are past their prime. Yeah. Pujols, but Brady, yeah. Brady's 43. Yeah. And Gronk is 30 and a year removed from football. And he's lost like 15, 20 pounds of muscle. And then also, it's already going to be tough for Brady because he's been in the same offense for 20 years. Yeah. Now he's got to figure out a new one. And with COVID, they can't get the team together. So it's kind of like a yeah. specific circumstance that I feel like will hurt them. Yeah. But their two receivers last year were in the top five of yards. Right. Uh, they got 
Cameron Brake, or who's the other one? It's OJ Howard, and maybe Cameron Brake. They got two other already good tight ends, and then they get Gronkowski. Uh, they got this guy Bruce Arians as the head coach, who was the who was the quarterbacks coach for Peyton Manning and the Colts. Yeah, offensive coordinator for Ben Roethlisberger and for the Steelers, offensive coordinator for Andrew Luck. Yeah, like he's just a QB whisper. Yeah, so it could be insane. okay. So, so, so that still sounds to me like excitement. Yeah, QB whisper, Tom Brady. I think it should be two fantastic well. wide receivers. You have to imagine Gronk's going to get back into shape, put those pounds back on. Yeah. He's not going to, you know, although I'm curious, I don't understand what happened. He's retired, but then he announces, like, yeah, if you can trade me to Tampa, like, I think how was, are they? Wait, here's my question. How were the, how was the New England, how were the New England Patriots able to trade him if he was in retirement? Right. It, so uh, how did that work? He retired because of his body is what he said. Yeah. which is, I think, still true. But there was the addition of he was just tired of Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Like, Tom Brady was able to last 20 years, but Gronk could last half that. Nine yeah. years, I think it was, because he's just a party yeah. animal, fun guy. Right. So I think he was over the Patriots. So he retires yeah. for a year. He lets his body recover. Tom Brady said he knew before the start of the year that this was his last year in New England. So I think they probably even talked before and said, look, I'm going somewhere else next year. Yeah. So Gronkowski is technically retired, but when yeah. a player retires before the contract is up, the team yeah. who the team still the contract is still valid if he were to want to return. Yeah. So retire and return. So the thing yeah. was he was like, Look, I want to come back, I want to go to the Bucks. Yeah, I'm done playing for you as the Patriots. The Patriots were like, "Fine, we'll get a free pick for you for right. a retired player." So it's kind well, of a win-win. But it, how cool is that? You like call your agent, and you're like, "Let's get back in this thing." Like, I want to go to Tampa Bay. Call right. the New England Patriots. The agent gets called. Hey, like you're not going to yeah. believe this, but like uh, Edelman or is it Gronk? We're talking Gronk, about Gronk. Gronk yeah. yeah, I'm still thinking about that girl banging Edelman. Right, Edelman fucked a random girl in a hotel. Also, Gronk. Wants to come back from retirement. Right. So Gronk, they're like, hey, uh, Gronk is back. So, like, you all of a sudden have a player back on your roster. You have an asset. Uh, you need to call up the Tampa Bay Bucks and see what you can get for them because we we will play for the Bucks. Right. And so now all of a sudden, imagine the excitement of that New England uh, GM who's like, cool. I have a veritable, like, what was once a deadweight asset yeah. is now uh, almost a reincarnated contract a resurrected contract is a better yeah. term for it a resurrected player contract asset i just think everything about that is so cool yeah and then you get to call like you're not going to believe this but like um you know gronk is is down to come back you know because it, it also shows the power of these players too yeah i yeah. like how players have kind of taken a lot of the control in these leagues Yes, and, and it also shows fandom and what people are willing to do. And, and there's a, another story in here that we're not talking about, which is like how annoying it must be to play for Belichick. So much so that you are like, I'm done with this. Like, yeah. I'm done with you. And But if you think about it, I mean, it's not like that was after a year or two and they were like, I can't do it. Tom Brady was there for 20 fucking years. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he lasted a while. 
And the thing he said that really pushed him over the edge was when Deflategate happened in 2014, Bill Belichick just kind of threw him under the bus. Didn't really throw him under the bus, but was like, I don't know anything about it. You'd have to ask Tom. And then just answering questions about it. Tom's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you know, you're just throwing me, like you're making it seem like I I did it on my own. Um, So there was that. And then in 2016, he tried to legit trade Tom Brady to the 49ers. And Robert Kraft found out about it, stopped the trade, so they traded Garoppolo instead. So Belichick was ready to move on from Brady. Yeah, he's trying to dump an asset towards the end of the career, but to do it in such like a quiet, classless, yeah. push him in front of the bus way. A right. guy like that is NFL, is sportsdom royalty. Like but That's the reason, like the best point is like, that's the reason Tom Brady and Gronkowski and the Patriots are so successful is because Belichick is just this fucking businessman that doesn't hold on to a player longer than he should. Always gets rid of him a year early. Yeah, keeps his team super uh, cheap, super young, athletic. Like he just does everything he can to be, yeah, moving forward as opposed to being behind the. Eight. Yeah, instead of holding on to like an Albert Pujols, because that's what the Cardinals do. We, we're, yeah. we're a franchise. We love our guys, and right. we love we love it if a guy can do an entire career with us. So like, right. we will give that guy almost like a gift contract. <laughs> oh, four years, you know. Yeah, uh, eighty million on the back end for you to wind up your career, and it's like, well, it's yeah. nice, and we all kind of like, you know, pat each other on the back and like, well, he was the cardinal for life, but it's yeah. like, well, makes you feel but, better, but it makes the team, yeah, yeah. I worse. mean, it's nice to have that kind of baseball royalty, but it also like it doesn't right. always yeah. help. Um, but see, that being said, like, I don't know, man. Um, it, it, everything about that is just wild. Like, where, where's I going to go with that? So you're going to trade Tom Brady. Yeah, like, if you are going to trade Tom Brady, though, you've got to almost have, like, a P, hire a PR team to, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, And at that point, Tom had won them four Super Bowls, maybe five. you got to give that guy a heads up. Like, even if you're going to follow the same system of everything, yeah, you can't take that franchise quarterback and just be like, yeah, you're going to find out on Twitter that you were traded even though I've been your coach for 16 years at the time. Yep. Do you know what this reminds me of? Are you watching The Last Dance right now? Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, and that's a GM that was the best in the business, but let his ego and the need for more credit. I could, not agree, I could not agree more. If, if You almost want to get in a time machine and go back in time and be like, Jared Cross, you don't understand. Like, this is the greatest your life will ever be. This is the greatest thing you could do in sports. Yeah. Enjoy it. Like, just I, enjoy it. I kind of understand where he and Jerry Reinsdorf were at the time. Because if you think about it, like, he was able to draft Scotty Pippen. He got Horace Grant. He brings in Dennis Rodman. The first head coach that he brings in is Doug Collins. Like, really great coach. Then he gets Phil Jackson. Like, he's winning titles. He thinks he can do this with anybody. Yeah. But what he should have realized is, holy shit, am I lucky that I got hired by a team that already had Michael Jordan. Turns out Scottie Pippen ends up being one of the best players of all time. Turns out Dennis Rodman actually works in this system. Turns out Phil Jackson is the best coach of all time. Yep. And I should just kind of shut my mouth. and. Yes. Yeah, there should have been a uh, – he should have not turning that corner. It should have been a, a – like, oh, my God, like – 
the, the greatest basketball player in the history of the game, like to that point, like yeah. when you're when you're watching this um last dance, like to see guys like Larry Bird be like, it wasn't MJ on the court, it was God. Yeah, you know, like you're like, like to see the sheer reverence for one player. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you you have this outlier, you know, like like a literal like on a team like an outlier, you know, and. And what kills me about this is, like, they even pointed this out on ESPN after, I think, episodes one and two aired. There, some pundit or commentary, a journalist was like, do you understand that, like, after the Bulls won in 1997, after, like, minutes after the game and the press conference or whatever, these guys are dealing with questions like, how do you guys feel about breaking up? How do you guys feel about, like, Krauss not wanting to re-sign Pippen. How do you feel about, like, your future and, and the need to, to – like, what team is in the midst of back-to-back championships and you've got a GM who wants to uh, rebuild? Like, right. Like, and told the coach before the season, even if you go undefeated and win another championship, you're gone. It's like yeah. – and you know that if you do that, that means Jordan's gone. Yeah, and, and can you yeah can you imagine saying to your coach, I don't care if you go eighty two and zero. <laughs> like, like, like get out of your way. Wait, what? What if I win every single game of the season, and then I win every single game of the postseason, and we never experience one loss? Like, you're gonna yeah, we're gonna we we feel we feel like we got to start building again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though. When I think about it, everybody always just assumes that if Jordan didn't retire from baseball, he would have won those two championships in between and would have been yeah. eight in a row. And then yeah. if it weren't for Kraus, how long would they have gone? But right. part of me also thinks, like you look at the Warriors, right? Last five years, they were yeah. in every year. Yeah. It gets harder every time you do it in a row. So I feel like part of them, part of the reason they won that second repeat is because Jordan got that break, they were able to kind of retool, get a Rodman on the team, right? And right. then they gear up for another three. And right. you were watching how hard that third season was compared to the year before. Right. I wonder if they end up letting it go on too long, they lose, and then that whole argument of like Jordan six for six, never lost in the NBA finals, that goes yep. away. And yep. it's like instead of people picturing in their head like, oh, he would have won 10 if it weren't for all these other factors, then it's like, no, we know he only would have won six. Yeah, yeah. So part of the mystery, part of the mystery of what could have been lets Jordan become this immortal yeah. figure, you know, yeah. because he never had to deal with much. Yeah, a couple of thoughts on that, uh, which a friend pointed out, she's a big uh, GSW fan, um, and I love this, too, to think about. People don't talk about this enough. When a team is that good, you know, 90s Bulls, uh, the teens, GSWs, the uh, uh, Blackhawks of the aughts, like, yeah. um, these teams, I guess no of the teens as well, like, um, these teams, like, they don't, people don't realize, like, when you are consistently going into the postseason year after year, for basketball and hockey, you're playing into May, you're playing into June. Yeah. Like, you're getting almost, and, and like, hockey and NBA playoffs, it's a whole other season. Yeah. You win, like, when you have to win, uh, let's, it's something like four best of seven series. It's like another 28 games or something like that. It's like 
unheard of. Yeah. So like there's 82 games in a basketball season, 82 games in a hockey season, and then you chuck on an extra like 30 or 28 or some odd games. Like, yeah. The, and then now start doing that two, three, four, five years in a row. Yeah. And then like, the other teams, they're not doing that. So they got two, right. two months to just prepare, get ready rest. for the next season, rest, right. everything. The, um, the schedule that yep. the NBA makes for you the next year is now the hardest because they're trying to take you down. Yep. The, uh, the draft, you're now the last pick. Like that just keeps happening. Yep. All these good players, now you got to pay them. Yep. So it's just everything is built against keeping these teams together. Yep. So I feel like those breaks that Jordan took, it allowed them to, you know, get those six. I love the baseball break, though. I love it. I love everything yeah, about a, it. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. I, I read articles about it now. The, I think it's I think it's what you do. You're you're one of the greats at a sport. And, and here's what people don't realize. And this is something that stand-up comedy has taught me. Like, like anything, anything, like if you're learning something, it's not always about being the greatest. It's about learning a skill. It's about like, um, how do I put this? You know, they say like um, finding a job is a job in and of itself. It's also right. a skill. It's a skill. Can you craft the resume that caters to what they need? Can you craft your 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 cover letter to to really stand out? Like, can you interview well? It's a skill in and of itself. Like, sure. like you know, I didn't realize like like when you learn stand up comedy, it's like all the verbiage, all the lingo. I, I didn't even know before I got into it. Set up, punch, tag. You know, oh now you got a bit. Now you got this bit and this bit and this bit. They're all the same thing. Now you got a chunk. Like, you know, you got you got five. You got a tight five. You got a ten, a fifteen, a twenty. You know, it's like it's no different when you read articles about Jordan learning baseball. Like he's having to do batting practice. He's having he's having the best minor league baseball players on the team sit spend time with him and he's yeah. here's the greatest player in the nba at the time going to a minor leaguer in double a ball being like show me the ropes like right and people you know people jeered him there's a lot of article like sports illustrated told him to quit and it's like and to this day by side note he never he's never given uh an interview to sports illustrated since then but <laughs> to his credit um to his credit like it's not about him being the greatest at basketball and then going on to be a major leaguer. It's about like, people don't understand the humility to start over, the humility yeah. to learn a skill, the humility to like, it, do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, and he also had to do it kind of like stand up in front of people as already being Michael Jordan, where you see him being the best at something and then you now see him failing at this thing. And it's like a very public, Right, learning that had to have been just yeah. He didn't. He didn't get to be an unknown. He didn't get to be an un, unknown minor leaguer. He he had a bat two oh two, and just I'm brutal. Could you imagine you're in right field and you're dropping the ball and you throw it in and it's a weak throw and like you're just yeah. like, and then the cameras zoom. It's like ah, oh, like right. dude, I I do poorly at an open mic and I want to come home and kill right. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead you, just, instead, you just make a few more post-it notes and call it a day. Could you, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine real quick, like, I know you want to go, but, like, after you oh, vomit yeah. an open mic and they're like, they're like, hey, uh, hey, Chris, we noticed you were really struggling in there and right. uh, not getting some laughs. Like, how'd that feel to you? Yeah, and, and like, 
you were you were just Bill Murray on SNL killing yeah. sketch comedy and you're just like, oh let's go ahead and fucking try stand-up. And then every yeah. fucking person from Chicago shows up to Second yeah. City when normally it's like 20 people. Yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, here's your first open mic. Let's see it. Yes, that's a perfect analogy. It's like Bill Murray kills it on SNL. He kills it in like a major movie. And then right. he decides to go try stand up in the village. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's all these cameras at an open mic and yeah. a sold out crowd. And right. he's up there like sweating. Like he's like, okay, uh, what about this one? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a fastball. Uh... Okay, don't like that one. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I was at the mall and uh <laughs> yeah. and then he goes in the back with a bunch of like, you know, fucking guys like me that are just like, yeah. Oh my god, Bill Murray. He's like, Hey, like, what am I doing wrong here? And they're like, You're asking <laughs> yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's exactly what it, that's honestly, that's actually the perfect analogy. It's the perfect analogy because it's like Jordan's got to strike out, you know, he's gotta strike out and go back to the bench and be like yeah. You know I'm good at basketball, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm still the reigning champion of the NBA three times. What's crazy, too, is, like, what I'm learning now from that documentary is, like, because I always had heard in high school he didn't make the team. Yeah. In college, he obviously wasn't the number one pick. So I'm just thinking, like, he was this under-the-radar guy. But yeah. people said, like, the first year in the NBA, they knew he was the best player. And I'm like, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, see, see, that actually dispelled. You always hear, like, even Michael Jordan got cut from his high school team. Yeah. I think what they're saying in watching that documentary, no, he didn't make his varsity team. He got cut yeah, from the was, varsity And team. it was his sophomore year. Right. And right. it was a political thing even at the time where his coach was like, nah, I don't like this guy. Yeah. I think part of it also was because he was black because he was growing up in North Carolina really? at the time. And, yeah. But it's like... Yeah, yeah. You, like, you know, Jordan didn't make the high school team. It's like, holy shit, like, he just went right. straight to North Carolina? It's like, well, no, he actually was a very famous basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also then, after not making it, grew, added an extra, like, seven inches to his height. That's the <laughs> funniest thing about all of these players when they're doing their uh, intro. It yeah. always is the same thing. They're like, yeah, you know, I was playing, and they just they act like they told 95% of the story. And then, oh, yeah, also this small thing. Then I grew to stick eight in one summer. <laughs> Do you see that thing about Scottie Pippen? And then he's just like, and they're like hyping yeah. him up like, oh, he's amazing. But, okay, he still doesn't seem that great. And then it's like, and then it cuts to Scottie into it. And then yeah. I grew to six, seven in one summer. Like, well, yeah. where do you fucking go? Exactly. They're always like, yeah, yeah, you know, and he worked really hard. He worked his ass off. He also grew seven inches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, maybe that might be the most significant part. He, he's like, oh, yeah, I came back and I was taller. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I finally got away from my family of 11 poor siblings and I got to eat a full meal. So I just yeah. shot right up at age 19. Yeah. That'd be like me being like terrible at baseball. And then like I take, a, I eat a magic mushroom and I double in size yeah. and muscle and right. athleticism. And yeah. You know. It's like, I think the, I think being the biggest guy in the court might be the most significant yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. appreciate that you practiced your jumpers. Yeah. 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 But were they tall? Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause like, Can you, can you imagine like being that high school athlete like Scotty Pippen, like you're ex tall, and then like as you're shooting, you're also getting taller, and yeah. you're like, it feels like the hoop is getting closer. Yeah, <laughs> like this is getting incredibly easy. 
I was the exact opposite where these guys, Michael Jordan and Scotty, they say they were shorter, so they did all the guard skills. They got the dribbling, they got the shooting, they got passing, they did all that. Then they grew, so they had this guard skill set of tall people. I was always super tall, yeah. so the coach was like, all right, no even, even though he's you know only 5'10", he's taller than all the 5'7 guys, yeah. so let's just have him in the post and try and grab the ball. So yeah. I have no skills at all. I just kind of bank on the fact that I'm the only that I am amongst all white guys, and yeah. they're all shorter than me. Because you are, I'm fucking, I'm will. Yeah, you're the guy who's cursed with the height. You're the guy who, in like the Tinder profile, writes, "Yes, I'm five foot ten. No, I can't dunk." You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the seven foot tall girl who's like, "I don't play volleyball." Okay, <laughs> you know what's the most fucking annoying thing is so I work at a school where consistently they lower the hoops to a level where I should be able to dunk. So <laughs> I think still at nine feet with a full basketball, I can't do it. If it's a small yeah. ball, I can get over there. But it's a, and it's the saddest attempt because you see this giant guy, he's already 70% of the way there. He yeah. reaches up, his hand is like touching the rim already. Yeah. All yeah. he needs is a couple of, just a little bit of lift off. Uh, that's wild. Yeah, it's tough. It's wild. Yeah. 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 It must be. Imagine your job getting easier just because you're growing, <laughs> just because you're eating. Yeah. You're like just eating. Your well, yeah. Jack, there was always a cash, but I was at the cash register, but then he grew seven inches in one summer. Now he's the best stocker we got in the whole jewel. Yeah. <laughs> he can hit that top shelf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for having me on, dude. This has been a blast. I'd Good gladly time. do this again. So. Yeah, I'd love to do it again. Um, All right, man. Maybe you'll be free sometime soon. Yeah, dude. Dude, May 2nd, 2021, I'm back. Okay. That's good. Maybe we'll find out what Eddie Murphy was doing. <laughs> yeah. We'll still Google the same things like, yeah. oh, shit, transsexual prostitute? Wow. Huh. Wow. <laughs> you know, Hugh Grant once had a prostitute. Yeah. People are like, oh, I've heard this one before. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we did it again. We just yeah. forgot. All right, buddy. Take Peace care. Chris. Later, man. Now you're gone.